ora and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle. And I'm Chambers. And we wish you all a very happy new year. Yeah, bring on 2022. <laughs> oh, what's in store for us, Chambers? Happy new year. Great to see you and happy new year to all of our listeners out there as well. Absolutely. Happy new year to everyone. Yes. And I really, truly hope it's going to be. Although yours didn't start off too great, Michelle. <laughs> no, I'm, I've had a bit of a shocker. <laughs> I'm just parking it. I think we'll just say that this week will be the first week of the year for me because, yeah, it has been a bit of a, a challenging start, let's say. But, you know, had a great holiday at the beach until I had the phone call that somebody had attempted to break into our house hmm. and then arrived home to find not only had the garage door been smashed in, but our house had flooded so I shouldn't laugh but if you don't laugh you're going to cry right so (laughs) it's been been a really busy week or so yeah catching up on all of that and getting through but hey the sun's been shining it's hot I've got a bit of a suntan from the beach garden's doing really well yes exactly (laughs) exactly so I've had a declutter of the garage (laughs) got a look on the bright side right so 2022 come at me I'm ready Yeah, exactly. Let's hope it um, brings some great surprises. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you've been working through the festive season. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been working on the front desk up at Mount Cook Ski Plains mm-hmm. and helping out a little bit at the skydive. And they've been are still traveling and they are doing activities. So we're very, yeah. very grateful for that. And it's been a lot of fun having them there. And the Kiwis do love a good bit of banter. So it's yep. really really good to be able to have a bit of banter with them and and amazing how appreciative they are of us still being there and mm-hmm. the communication and and that kind of thing that we're, we're building with them so it's really really good so yeah yeah it's been a great I've seen some really nice anecdotal stories online from people sharing their travels and experiences around New Zealand and it's been great and I think particularly with watching what's happening with Omicron over in Australia I think we're all feeling probably even more grateful here in New Zealand that we can get out and about at the moment and knowing that it's probably going to hit us soon let's not sort of (laughs) be a little bit naive and thinking that it won't but it's nice that we've had been able to have that Christmas New Year break without that worry over our heads and now we just have to sit and hold tight for whatever comes next yes exactly that's exactly it and I don't think the roller coaster ride has finished just yet so who knows <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway today we're back we've got our first very special guest of the year we've got Rob yeah. Jewell joining us so Rob is the chief executive of Fox Glacier Guiding down in Fox Glacier on the West Coast. So it's great to have a chat with him and hear how their Christmas and New Year's period has been going and how their summer's looking down on the West Coast because obviously the West Coast has been pretty hard hit Mm. by borders being closed, as we all know. So it's, yeah, great to catch up with him and have a chat and hear what he's got to say. He does hold another hat. He is also the general manager of Mount Cook Glacier, guys. Oh, true. But this this particular interview is everything West Coast, isn't it? And he has some great tips in there for things to do on the West Coast that you may or may not have heard about. Yes, exactly. So if you want to get out walking, hiking and biking over the holidays and you want to go somewhere new, well, listen into this episode and Rob's got some tips for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great interview. Really enjoyed it. 
it is the first episode of the year, but let's get straight into Rob and listen to what he has to say. And look, everybody listening, thanks for tuning in for our first episode. You can now rate us on Spotify. So please do that. If you're listening on Spotify, please go in and give us five stars. We've had amazing responses since we've been um, going. And whilst we still keep getting them, we'll keep going. So yeah, really appreciate that. And if you want to ask a question of us, go to the podcast page on destinatenz.com. There's a little form that you can fill out there. We'll try and answer any tourism question that you might have, whether it be marketing, operations, hit us with it. Uh, We love a challenge. So yeah, and you can be anonymous. So just let us know if you want to be anonymous in the the questions just write that in your little message that you send through to us and we we don't have to tell everybody that it's you that's asking so (laughs) and keep listening in for when we answer them yeah perfect thanks michelle okay well chambers i'll catch up with you next week with another great guest lined up but for now we'll leave you with rob jewel yeah kakate kakate Well, today we're heading down to the South Island on the West Coast to speak with a very special person, one of my oldest friends, or not old, I shouldn't say that, sorry, Rob, (laughs) longest term (laughs) friends in the industry, Rob Jewell, Chief Executive at Fox Glacier Guides. So kia ora, Rob, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, great. Thanks. Really good to be here. And what a lovely intro. Thanks. And yeah, we have known each other for an incredibly long time, haven't we? We have, yes. I was trying to work it out this morning and I think it was 1997 or 98 trends. Wow. Put an eight in front, 1987? No, no, it wasn't 80. Well, no, I was still at school then. No, 97. Did I just put the eight in front? No. Oh my gosh, it was a 97. Absolutely. <laughs> You're you're aging us both. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good. Happy New Year as well. How was your Christmas? Happy New Year to you as well, Lisa. Christmas, yeah, it was good. Time with the family and obviously time prepping the business and getting ready for whatever was going to be lying ahead, but the big unknown, but great that we could all still get together for Christmas and have a real Kiwi Christmas because who knows what's around the corner. Mm, Quite. Yes. It is a little bit like that at the moment. And I think for me, when I was looking back on my year and trying to do my annual Facebook post of (laughs) what I was looking forward to, I actually came out and said, I'm not making any predictions for 2022 because it's just too hard. It's just whatever's going to be thrown at us this year will be thrown at us and we'll just deal with it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I think you're right. The the marathon, we're now into the ultra ultra marathon you know <laughs> we're kind of becoming into year three and it just carries on so it's just like yeah plodding through that marathon one foot in front of the other oh my gosh because that's all you can do at the moment yeah it yeah. is now you're a massive advocate for the west coast region and you're often a spokesperson on the news and obviously you're running fox glacier guides as well how what's summer been like down there for you well summer's let's go on the weather first because everyone loves to talk <laughs> yes, about we love the west the weather. coast weather so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're actually in la nina conditions which is fantastic because that's normally below average rainfall for the, for the coast and above average temperatures and that's exactly what we've been getting. We've been having some fantastic weather. So, you know, that's been great. So that's been good for business because when Fox Glacier guiding, we rely heavily on helicopters to get up onto the glacier. Mm. And so we've had a really, really good run. 
and I'd have to say it's you know Kiwis have been out. It's been incredible to see the roads have been busy, hospitality's busy, accommodations busy, activities. We've had a nice run, and that sort of the lead up into Christmas was pretty damn quiet. But sort of once Boxing Day hit, we've we've enjoyed a really really nice run. You know, we've even had days where, oh my gosh, we've had back-to-back trips. I don't even wow. know when we last did one of those. <laughs> That's a bit exciting for the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, put everyone under a bit of pressure. It was just like, oh, come on, guys, you know, we're still doing about 20% of what we'd normally do, but, you know, it's just, it's just the new norm. But so... Yeah, so the coast is actually, we've seen a lot of Kiwis out, which has just been fantastic and, and exactly what we need. It certainly makes you feel good. And and what's the town sentiment and how are other operators holding up? Yeah, so talking to, because I'm also co-chair of Glacier Country Tourism Group. So that group represents around about 105 businesses in basically Mount Hercules through to Paringa and predominantly most of those businesses are in Ocarito, French Joseph and Fox Glacier. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone's everyone certainly was looking forward to having a good patch, but I guess we're all acutely aware of, you know, two weeks doesn't make a year and I think there's still uh, some ch- obviously very challenging times in front of us as everything hinges around what's going to happen with that New Zealand border. So whilst it's great for the short term and we're all feeling good, certainly sitting in the back of the mind is what's going to be coming next. Yeah, because I guess normally we see the Kiwis out over that Boxing Day to about now, sort of the middle of January, and then we get that wave in February of internationals that keep us afloat through March, April. What's the forward bookings looking like? Are you expecting New Zealanders to come after the school holidays, those that don't have children that don't want to be in the crowds? Is, are you seeing any of that business starting to come through? Or? No, not yet. We're certainly mindful of that's generally the pattern you would traditionally see. But of course, these days, traditional patterns don't mm-hmm. mean a thing. So, And I guess what we're also experiencing, and look, this is what I'm hearing from my mates around different regions in the country, Kiwis can leave it to the last minute. They're watching mm. the weather and yeah. they'll just decide right <laughs> at that time. So to try and get any feel for what, what's coming, yeah, I need a crystal ball. <laughs> Talking about weather and Kiwis, though, I do love how they all think they all know the weather as well, even though we work in the different environments. It's just amazing. We, I think it was last Tuesday we got everybody that was booked in for a scenic flight gave us a call and said oh we supposedly raining and I was like I don't know what weather app you're looking at but it is beautiful blue skies out here come on up but yes it's quite funny how they leave it to the last minute because of what they believe they can predict as the weather yeah I look exactly and I think if they're using apple weather that's um, generally pretty crap (laughs) it's usually that one they refer to (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, on our holidays, they kept telling us that we'd get rain. And in the two and a half weeks we were away, we had one day of rain. And I think at one stage they were suggesting we'd have rain every single day for a whole week. So, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to plan based on Apple weather for sure. <laughs> no. Phone the operators and get their advice, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, support packages. What what has been made available for the West Coast? And do you think there's something else that could be needed that could be given? And, you know, if you had a request, what would that be? 
or the biggest one is you know there's just with the lack of you know customers lack of cash everyone needs um to pay their bills the wage subsidies were, were the biggest ones you know when the resurgence support payments wage subsidies were in place i mean they were obviously uh keeping everyone afloat but look you know also appreciate that they can't go on forever but the biggest one is they're just what work basically mm. everyone just needs that cash other than that there's yeah uh, we've got the health and well-being package i know there's some things being rolled out for the west coast but that just still doesn't pay your bills which mm. is what is uh, the immediate priority there's also the kickstart package once uh, we get an indication of when the borders open that will go to help some that have um, chosen to hibernate their businesses and will come back mm-hmm. but again details are all on on that when's that going to happen who knows so yeah but certainly what we've had in the past from the government has definitely helped and kept a lot of operators going but now with this traffic-like system and obviously those payments have all stopped, what does that look like going forward? And mm. oh, that's, that's going to be the big challenge. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that's one thing that maybe the government hasn't realised that, yes, whilst we can operate without the borders being open, there isn't anybody here. So we're effectively, a lot of the industry is still effectively operating under level four, four scenario and and numbers so yeah it makes it a bit tough how many businesses have hibernated down your way rob have have there been many that have said we're just going to park it for a couple of years you know what um really shows the resilience of the west coast i've been really surprised at how many businesses are hanging in there and obviously for the west coast and certainly for glacier country you know we're five hours from Christchurch, seven hours from Dunedin. So, you know, we don't have a main metropolitan centre close by. Mm. Unlike, say, Hokitika, that's only three hours away. They've done all right on the weekends and they've had little good boosts along the way, but for us, we haven't. But the businesses are just still hanging in there. We've had Mm. one closure in Fox and a couple in France, and I think there's about three or four businesses that are hibernating. So, you know done pretty well yeah. yeah been really good been really super surprised and especially in the accommodation side and and the hospitality so look yeah we'll just hope that things will come right at some point but if it doesn't and there's no indication when that New Zealand border is going to open I am hearing if if things don't pan out that great for over the summer period then there's going to be some serious decisions probably mm. coming into play I would say March April people are going look how much more can we hang on what's going to be the indications from the government and I think we'll really start seeing that pain hit then yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely especially for um, that west coast where I guess there isn't a huge amount of in terms of winter tourism, I mean, yes, that people can visit the glacier in, in winter and absolutely should do, but as such, skiing is in the mind of the Kiwis, right? We know that we're an active bunch and so it'll be the ski fields that they'll head to. But let me give a quick plug for the West Coast. There are some amazing packages out there right now that Kiwis should be taking taking up and utilising, right? Oh, absolutely. There's been some fantastic packages put together. Uh, the price points have been you know, really, really super competitive to obviously get people to come through to the coast. They can jump online and find those through uh, West Coast NZ or Glacier Country website. And yeah, most packages have been working fantastic, but yeah. 
yeah, we've just got to keep plugging on. Mm, totally. What are your favourite things to do on the West Coast, Rob, oh, while we're my... talking plugs for the West Coast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favourite thing. Well, obviously, I love getting up on the glacier. It's just, it's just such a fantastic, unique environment. Whenever I've been with Fox Glacier guiding now for uh, 14 years, Mm-hmm. And I'm still amazed every time I go up in the glacier at what changes, mm. uh, such a dynamic environment. So I love getting up there and um, seeing what's going on and what's changed. And we're very blessed with the Fox Glacier. We've got a great area where we can go and explore. Mm-hmm. So love doing that. If I'm um, not on the glacier, there's some of my favourite walks. I love doing the, uh, the Southside Walkway in Fox Glacier, That's, mm-hmm. you can either do that by e-bike or walking. E-bike's a good blast uh, and you get a nice view of the glacier at the viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favourites. Over in Friends Joseph, Roberts Point would probably be my absolute pick over there. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic walk and gets you a great view of the glacier. Yeah. And then I also enjoy a good bike ride out to Gillespie's Beach. The yeah. ride out through to Gillespie's is just fantastic. You normally come across uh, the odd chamois or deer on the road as you're heading off out there. And then, of course, you get out to the beach. And then there's a great walk along the beach out to the seal colony at Galway Beach. So, yeah, they're probably my favourites. And then if there was a all-day walk, would be the Harry Harry Coastal Walkway. I've heard not that. Many, yeah, not many people have heard about it. And it's uh, you go into Harry Harry and it's about 20 kilometres out to the Perura River. And you walk out along beside the... The river come out onto um, the beach, walk along the beach, and come back up the Whanganui, and it is absolutely fantastic. Mm, that sounds nice. Yeah, they're probably about my favourites, and and a lot of those. And you did right, um, Lisa. We are a year-round destination, but what a lot of people just don't seem to realise is the winter season's actually our dry season. Mm-hmm. We get the best weather we get the clear crystal blue sky day it is just fantastic in the middle in the middle of winter I can be at home and I'll have my windows and doors open during the day because it's getting up to 13 14 15 degrees it's so pleasant Mm, yeah that sounds nice agreed so what coping mechanism tips would you have for us to share with everybody else Rob you've obviously had to cope through two very tough years and look after your team so got any tips you could share with us got any tips to share on on coping oh look I think it's just just having a positive attitude uh, look everyone's in this and we're you know we're all affected in different ways and it's just thinking okay well I'm going to get through this what is it going to take for me to get through this and just keep a positive outlook and one of the things that's probably really helped me the most is just I got my um, team together and just basically shared with them and continue to do so on a regular basis about I don't have all the answers here. This is uncharted territory. We're just going to work our way through it. There's no monopoly on the good ideas or how we do this. Everything's on the table. Nothing's off. And mm-hmm. and that's been really fantastic, just sharing that with the team and just got to because, you know, a lot of the time they look at the leader and they just think, well, you need to have all the answers. Mm. Well, yeah, no, sorry, that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, um, not this time. No one's been yeah, doing this no, before. <laughs> ah, exactly. And, and, and I guess just showing and being that, you know, you, you can be vulnerable and, and look, I'm unsure, but look, we're going to be doing this together and so let's stick together. And that's been, that's been probably the bit I have 
found the most positive and just bringing us all together and just like going, look, we're going to get through this. This is how we're going to do it. What ideas have you got? And from there, it's just really grown. And and, and that's been great for the team because they've all felt their all because they've got the same uncertainty and going, mm. well, what's happening with my future? And, you know, what does this all mean? And so it's meant that we're stuck together and there's still a really good positive attitude around it. And, and it's been great. And what's also helped us is we've obviously been getting some contract work with the Doc Jobs for Nature. And that's been incredibly fantastic for the business and keeping people um, busy, obviously employed, there's income for them. And, and so that's, with all of that, we're, we're in a pretty good space, all things considered. So if there's one coping mechanism is just share and talk and and just take those opportunities and do it regularly just don't think well every now and then but keep it up yeah that's how that's, we've done it that's a pretty common theme that's come through from a lot of the guests that we've had on the show and I think it may actually end up being one of the biggest benefits of COVID is that you come out a lot stronger as teams at the end of this whenever yeah. that might <laughs> whenever that might be if well, we yeah, do come out of the end. <laughs> not sure when the end is or when we declare at the end but anyway it is um yeah it does seem to be one of those benefits now rob we mentioned in the introduction that you and i have known each other for 24 25 years over that time you were my very first industry friend you sort of took me under your wing at trends and my very first trends and <laughs> and we've kept in contact ever since so just wanted to talk about the value of networking and people in tourism and sort of from your perspective what tips have you got for listeners in terms of building those networks and relationships while you're working in the industry yeah the, uh, probably the thing that I enjoyed the most you know when I joined the industry oh gosh you know all those years ago I didn't really <laughs> know too many people and I just took the opportunity to go to every industry event that I could and just mm -hmm. take the opportunity of just, I, I always went in with the goal of, okay, I'm going to try and meet one, two, maybe three people at each of those events and just mm -hmm. try to build the connections and just find out who's out there and what they're doing mm -hmm. and, and just keep going. Because I remember those first, I remember going to my first ITOC and boy, <laughs> I was just like Johnny No Notes. <laughs> 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 so anybody there but by the end of that couple of days met a few different people ended up doing I'll never forget it a round of golf with Martin Horgan all right and, yep. um we've been great mates ever since and I'm not a golfer if you've seen me play golf which isn't very <laughs> often I am completely lousy but I just went look I'm just going to go do it because of the opportunity to meet people and yeah. and just build it up from there and and it's it's just been probably the bit i've enjoyed the most is getting together as an industry because we're all there for the same reasons mm. we're a people industry uh, we're entertainment and so we're all very like-minded so that would be my advice and you no know, trends is a great platform for doing that just mm. so many different people to meet and the networking events because you know we do like to have the odd drink and a bit of a yarn <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> and and so at, through all of those different events just built up this fabulous network and mates in all different parts of the country that stay in touch and and I, I just love that. And it really got driven home when I went to the Trends Hui in Christchurch. 
in May of last year and well, let my hair down a little bit hard. But <laughs> to see the amount of people still there and still connected, and that was a real, that was just, God, that was so good for the headspace. Yeah. And just to get out there and meet everyone and talk. And I got some really good value out of the workshops that they had. But the biggest one was just renewing those connections and relationships and still seeing people and just like, guy, man, it's crap, but it's great to see you. Yeah. And that was probably the big one. So those industry events are just gold. Now, Rob, we brought this next section back with Chris Roberts in our last episode. So we're going to give it a go for 2022. And you're up first. It's the quick fire. So oh my god! <laughs> okay, I've got to think quick, do I? There's no right or wrong answer. It's whatever you feel when we ask the question. Okay, so I'll get started. Hiking or biking? Biking. Thai or Japanese food? <sighs> Love them both. Japanese. But... <laughs> oh, North Island or South Island? Oh, come on, South Island. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wine or beer? Beer. Yeah, I knew it was going to be that. Lakes or mountains? Oh. <laughs> mountains. Ski or snowboard? Skier to the end. <laughs> Favourite place in New Zealand? Hamner Springs. Mm. And what's one wish you have for 2022? International border is open. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'll agree with that one. (laughs) Yep. That's be one wish. Bring Bring them back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rob, that ends our chat with you today. Thank you so much for joining us and really appreciate you sharing your story and what's been going on for you and the rest of the West Coast community. Mm-hmm. And we wish you guys all the very best down there. We know that West Coast has been hit harder than probably any other region in the country, but you are, as you say, a very resilient mob down there and we admire you for that and hopefully things get better soon yeah all right i look fantastic no thanks for that michelle thanks lisa for having me it's been a pleasure and yeah let's see what 2022 brings and let's hope it's some good stuff absolutely 